Hello, dear listeners. It is, yes, it is, I, once again, DJ Starsage. I bet you maybe didn't think you'd hear from me again. It's been a little while. Well, I do take summers off, so that was just what I call my summer hiatus. And it is now September, so I am back and ready to provide you with a new season, season three of Surely You Jest, the life, the day-to-day life, the wanderings of a modern-day jester. And, well, there's a few changes in store, and uh, you ask, what are they? Well, I haven't quite decided what all of them are going to be, but namely the uh, release schedule, the publishing schedule for this program. In years past, I have more regularly released this on a weekly basis, sometimes twice a week, but now as we are in our third season, I think that I'm going to take a a momentary step back and see how things go. I'm going to be releasing this program from now on on a bi-weekly basis, so only twice a month. And generally speaking, this is going to be on the weeks that there is not a new episode of my uh, collaboration, my other program, Matinee Minutia, which I do with Mr. Toppy Smelly. So this is a personal journal podcast, so if uh, you had any notions otherwise, well, sit back and uh, let me tell you a tale, (laughs) and uh, well, we'll get into some sometimes personal details. So we moved into the summer. And uh, Hubby and I had an anniversary. It was our wedding anniversary, our our eighth wedding anniversary. And, uh, well, you would think that being a special occasion, we'd have something exciting to, to mark the moment. You know, maybe get together with some friends and have some drinks, maybe have a meal out. Well, (laughs) if you haven't been paying attention, maybe you haven't tuned in before, you uh, should be uh, made aware that uh, this modern day jester has a plateful of responsibilities. Now, the long and short of it is that Hubby and I both work in different towns. Our home is right smack in between, and we each have a uh, healthy commute. So by the time we get our foot into the door, it seems like part of the evening's already gone, and if you blink, it's time to brush your teeth, if you get my meaning here. And on top of that, the last couple of years, Hubby has had his share of health problems, all pointing towards 
a family history of illnesses. Yay! Namely, Mama Billy has passed down a tradition of rheumatoid arthritis. And while Hubby has not been officially diagnosed as of yet, as we turn pages, as we blow out candles on birthday cakes, it uh, becomes more and more apparent that these uh, ugly realities are making themselves known. And I'd be lying if I didn't say that I'm a little frightened because uh, my childhood best friend in high school, his mother had rheumatoid arthritis. Now, I understand that that was practically a generation ago now because I'm no spring chicken. And, uh, you know, they say nowadays we've made breakthroughs in medicine. Well, I'm just uh, forced to remember my best friend's mother being stuck or, um, you know, uh, I guess, uh, well, she was laid up. She was always on the couch or on her bed. So she was out of commission and not able to be a productive member of the household. In fact, my best friend dropped out of high school because his parents were going through a divorce at the time. And with his mother's ailments, uh, he needed to help out around the house. So <clears throat> the idea that my husband may be afflicted with rheumatoid arthritis is uh, just a bit of a grim reality, a little harsh a sip of uh, a liqueur, if you ask me. And uh, a little too close to home because, well, in my own childhood, my father was on disability for quite some time. I'm not sure if it had to do with, uh, you know, his uh, body type. My, my father had depression and um, had issues with eating. He, he may have had an eating disorder, but uh, that all being part of depression, he, he had his favorite foods. And those of us who grew up in his shadow have a fondness for those things and uh, weren't necessarily raised with the ideal mindset of, uh, you know, what a a healthy lifestyle was. I mean, the the man smoked like a chimney and, uh, you know, by the time I was in junior high, I wore size 36 jeans. So that certainly played something into that. I mean, I remember being a overweight early teen who tried learning how to swim at a public pool with my mother. And in those days, 
Uh, Mama Star Sage was uh, no stranger to some of her husband's habits. So Mama had uh, a full set of curves. And, uh, you know, I, I won't speak ill of her because, well, it's my mother and, you know, she, uh, our mothers uh, form our earliest impressions of, of what it is to be beautiful in many cases. So certainly I had a unrealistic uh, impression of what a healthy lifestyle was, and I've carried that into child into my adulthood. But anyways, um, my my father was on disability by the time I was in junior high. He was a building contractor, and that may have explained some of his physical ailments. You know the the strain that being active puts on your body. In uh, just before he passed, he was all of sixty-two, which you know is is not an advanced age by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, granted, I'm the youngest in my family, so perhaps my um, ideas of age are a bit skewed. But um, you know, losing a parent at the age of sixty-two is not something one expects in life. In fact, shortly, it would have been my father's 82nd birthday, and uh, I'm horrified to realize that the man has been gone from this earth half my life, so he's, he's practically a page in a book now. Yeah, anyways... <laughs> trying to find some happy here. Um, rheumatoid arthritis, hubby. And uh, he has been referred to a physical therapist because, among other things, he had a childhood injury that involved trauma to his neck. And as he's getting older, it's begun to bother him. Now, come to find out, he has a couple of pinched nerves and normally, this is something that you should have a routine of exercises with to either prevent strain or to, um, you know, uh, provide uh, a relief, I guess, to the area. Well, physical therapy is... Uh, <laughs> you know, nice to, to have the option for, but these folks earn a paycheck, so it ain't free. You know, uh, the idea his doctor would like for him ideally to go every week, but that would be quite expensive. So, so far we're, we're averaging about once a month, and uh, he was given some pain medication to help manage this condition. It was supposed to last him until he got to physical therapy. However, the wait was so long that it took a month to get in to this physical therapy office. So his medication basically had all but run out. And by the time he'd had his first session, 
and had started learning his exercises, well, the exercises no longer seemed to help without any of the pain medication. So, think of that what you will. Uh, back to the anniversary. Yeah. So, on top of all of our responsibilities, we have an aging senior cat. And as cats get older, apparently, they begin to lose their heightened sense of smell and taste. And, of course, if you have a pet with any sort of health issues that require a maintenance medication, like in the case of our kitty Oliver, he has hyperthyroidism. In other words, he needs a medication daily to help him with his metabolism. Well, um, we regularly have to change his food. And by that I mean what he will eat one week is not the same as the next. We will have to go out and look for something different, bring it home, and literally try two or three things before we find out which he is in the mood to eat. It does get expensive, and I can understand how this wears many pet owners down. I mean, I have days where I will leave Mr. Oliver food, hoping that he will eat, and when I get home, it's been left untouched. And it just frightens me, puts me on edge, and uh, you realize that your time is limited because you're gone for an eight-hour workday. You come home, and what, do you have maybe four hours if you're lucky to shove all that food down your pet? to make sure that they don't start losing weight and wasting away in front of you. Just very, very scary. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that it's not very much unlike uh, having an elder parent in a nursing home and trying to make sure that they're receiving proper care. So the long and short of it, too late, is that we didn't get to do anything for our wedding anniversary. Uh, well, I shouldn't say we didn't get to do anything. We got to leave the house for an hour or so and go to a chain restaurant, not a place with a drive-thru, thank God. Thank hydrogen. But it wasn't really anywhere special. There was no... Um, there were no candles, no tablecloths. You know, nothing special to drink. No family members or loved ones with us to celebrate the occasion. Just gone and back in an hour. And uh, while I'm uh, mentioning our anniversary, we had a week off leading up to our anniversary. And I've been fortunate that uh, my job with the candy shop allows me enough time off from work where each year I could take a week off and I often plan this as a lead up to our anniversary. Now, a few years ago we were able to use that and go overseas on our one and only trip abroad to, to Ireland in that case, but we spent the week off together and since hubby hasn't been 
feeling all that hot, we indulged his varied tastes for junk food. One day we had a late dinner at a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Another day we had lunch out at a Burger King. Um, I think there was a Taco Bell in there too, and yes, I could have said no, but I was spending time with my husband and, you know, anywhere was an adventure. Something that really frosted my cookies was that in the beginning of the summer, my husband felt it wise that I should spend more time at home in the mornings. Because again, Mr. Oliver, he doesn't eat much unless he's being supervised. Or maybe it's something to do with companionship. I'm not entirely sure at this point. However, he won't eat unless you're home. And uh, hubby decided I should be in the house for longer in the morning before I leave for work. And uh, I put up with this for several months, started gaining back the weight through the depression, and I finally had enough and I said, damn it, I am taking my time back. And each Sunday now, I will sit down, well, stand in the kitchen, and I will prepare my breakfasts for the week to come so that when I wake up in the morning, along with my routine of feeding our kitty cats, I will break out my breakfast from the freezer so that I can make short order of that and be out the door post haste for my morning walk. Because who has time to see a therapist when uh, you only have a couple of hours once you're inside the door at night? And all of that time has to be spent supervising a cat that won't eat when you're not home. I tell you, folks, it is wearing me down. <laughs> and um, I need a happy thought. So as I'm speaking to you, I'm making a stop for some groceries. And my intention is to get home feed the putties, make lunches. Okay, there's an hour. Uh, because it's for hubby and I both. And uh, he probably won't eat it because he'll come up with some excuse that he didn't have time at work. So yay, wasted time. Uh, and uh, maybe my happy thought will be that I get to play video games. Wouldn't that be a hoot? <laughs> oh, folks. I am going to try to be more positive with these things. Again, this is probably why I'm, why I'm only going to be doing these twice a month from here on. I'm not an unhappy person. I've just been handed a big dose of reality and I just, I have to ask myself, what did I do in a past life that I deserved this? You know, the, the saying has probably been overused uh, about, you know, life giving you lemons. So I'm going to put a little bit of a twist on it. Yes, a twist with a lemon. Haha. Ha. A spin, maybe. It would be a better turn of phrase. Um, when life gives you lemons and uh, you're not very fond of making your lemonade, 
maybe do what you can to sprinkle in some sweetness to, to cut the tart and the bitter. Maybe look for some some strawberries, you know, some raspberries or some blackberries, something to cut the harshness of that reality. And, uh, you know, since I am a modern-day jester, I think that should take the form of irony, of uh, humor. And, um, well, in this first episode of Season 3, I am looking for the humor, so... uh, <laughs> Stay tuned and uh, maybe help me find it. All right, folks, you can email me at djstarsage at gmail.com and you can tweet me on Twitter at djstarsage. Tune in to the next Matinee Minutia on Friday, September 20th at 9 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be discussing the 1972 made-for-television movie, suspense thriller film starring Patty Duke and Richard Thomas. And this is about a young lady, a widow of a Vietnam War vet, who uh, travels to the Midwest while expecting a baby to meet up with her in-laws and, well, she's trapped at a mansion during a blizzard and, lo and behold, there are some deep, dark secrets in the family. So, uh, check us out. Go to univazpods.net, click the tower for audio and enter Discord for our chat room. That's all for now. Kisses from the carriage. Bye-bye. Chubb's gone wild with Matt and Tom. Speak up. The Smellcast by Tommy Smelly. Be heard. Tastes like burning with Tim and James. Unique voices in podcasting. The Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti.